Schlob Talk Radio. Welcome to the Atomic Drop Show, live on Blog Talk Radio, your number one source for wrestling news, interviews, and analysis. You better listen to this. Hey everybody, this is Tony, the original diva of the WWE, and you're listening to the Atomic Drop Show. This is David Marquez of the National Wrestling Alliance. This is the Slash of the Slicer, the Dicer, the Ripper, the Sweater, the Love Taker, the Money Maker, the Honey Shaker. God, my name is Lauren Brooks, the passion of your for TNA Wrestling, and you are listening to the Atomic Drop Show. You can be part of the show by calling in at area code 646-915-9116. This is Evan McLeod from NWA New York. The one, the only, Milk Chocolate Willie Mac, a.k.a. Chocolate Caliente. Have you seen the Lucha Ravoon? The Rock Superstar Chaos. This is Jesse Hernandez out here in California, brother. The hardcore homo angel. This is Jimmy Jacob, the founder and CEO of SMJ, myself, the hardcore enforcer in Mr. California, brother. I am the master of the mic, the one, the only, mouth of the west, GQ money. Jameis. The Celtic warrior. Yeah. Tune in to the Atomic Drop Show, where you will be powerbombed by Sid Vicious. And now, here are your hosts, Justin Todd and Kyle Cruz. You little punk-ass Who the hell is this? I mean, who the hell is this? What are you even talking about? Who the hell is this? Are you talking about me? Are you talking about the same man who 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 braved just the frightening rigors of air travel to finally make it back to California? After numerous delays and, and, and people falling out everywhere and having seizures and, 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 and all that good stuff, I'm finally back in the safe, loving, warm arms of Los Angeles, California, and I'm loving every minute of it. Loving every minute of it. That was a song, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet again another edition of the Atomic Drop Show. I am your charming, colorful, and oh-so-northern co-host, Justin Time. And alongside me, all the way out in sunny California, where record-degree heats do not dare keep this man down, is my co-host, Kyle Cruz. Kyle, welcome back. Thank you very much, and uh, it is it is a fantastic feeling to be back here on... Uh, the Atomic Drop, drop Show, and uh, I, I have to credit you, Justin. I really, really do, because last week I listened to the show, and you had one hell of a show. I mean, dude, it, that show was, was just nothing but hard-hitting wrestling news, full, just bursting with opinions and phone calls. Ever, dude, last week's show, last Tuesday night show was just unbelievable, and uh, I want you, or I, I want to thank you for stepping up in my absence and just delivering a fantastic show when I was up in the air last Tuesday night. Well, you know, I try to deliver. I try to give the people what they want, when they want it, how they want it. I mean, I am here for the show. I'm always here for the show. Speaking of which, where will you be next week? Uh, I will not be at the show. Okay. I did. Yeah, I had to throw that in there a minute. I, I hate that's right there. But I will, I will, I will be around though, as always. Ooh, you got a new Twitter message. Somebody changed their status. That's right. It's the return of the 
twit update. God. See, it is only a twit update if you're delivering the tweets. So what do you have to say, Justin? Well, I, 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 I don't have anything right about now. I mean, I can... Well, okay, I got one. Okay, all right. All right. Should I should I tweet tweet it right now? Uh, do we have to play the sound again? Yep. Oh God! Please hey. don't say it. Hang on. Entertain the people while I do this here. Well, I guess it, if anything, I should uh should at least throw out the number, folks. If you want to call us up, be part of the discussion, we could talk about WWE. Of course, we're all last night. Hell, and it's looking up this Sunday. Another pay-per-view. Another freaking pay it, it seems like a week ago I was watching a pay-per-view in New York, which I was. On my birthday. There's another one. Yes, on your birthday. And there's another one coming up this Sunday night. And uh, what? And let me just be the first to say, on this show at least, that two weeks is not enough time to build – to a pay-per-view. Not at all. I'm not particularly excited uh, about... Oh, you got a new Twitter message. Somebody changed their status. And we have another tweet coming in right now? Yes, we do. All right. Please read it, please. All right, let's see what this tweet says. I need to open up my, my... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. This coming in straight from uh, my not so esteemed co-host. By the way, you can follow this man at Triple H one four four six eight. Once again, the number is or the the uh, the username is the tweet name, the twit, if you will, is Triple H. The word Triple H one four four six eight, and he reads. This tweet says, "I have a toe infection." This is true. Why would, would you ever want to verbalize that? Why would, would you well, ever I, that? Well, I no. remember a few weeks ago when I had the warts. Yeah. See, I mean, come on. This is heartbreaking news that we got right here. People want to know my personal life. That I don't want to know that. That is why you need to go on the Twitter. Yeah, because you always update that damn Twitter. I, whenever I'm not around on the show, you better damn believe it. I mean, I will start updating it more if I get more users. So I'm looking at you, the Atomic Drop Bombers. Call the Empire for for the 18th billion time. They're called the Atomic Drop Show Empire, all right? So get it right. All right. Well, I don't think we can keep these people waiting any longer about my fun little uh, bodily uh, imperfections, as I like to call them. Cool. Well, uh, and and... I know that there's a lot to get to. In fact, we already have a couple of callers on the line, but I just have to uh, throw the number out there just in case any other callers want to join us. The number is area code 646-915-9116. The number is area code 646-915-9116. My plugs are out the way. All right. Well, you know what we got to do. We got to do that. We got to hit it. Time for another segment of Flipping It with Jimmy Z. Jimmy, are you there, brother? Dude, I wasn't going to hit one that fast, but I needed to save the fucking show. Are you kidding me right now? 
<laughs> well, how did the black man let let the white man do this? I don't understand this. <laughs> hey, you know, well, it's times like this that I say fucking white people, okay, and I'm white. <laughs> I'm gonna say that, Jimmy. Congratulations, you have just earned yourself a spot in in our intro because that is the line of the night, and, and we're just like eight minutes in, Jimmy. First of all, I, I just have to say this uh, over the air. Once again, it was just a pleasure meeting you. By the way, you have some awesome food, and I'm telling you, one of these days, you're going to have to come out to California and introduce this state to the garbage plate because the food that, that I had when I came up there to Rochester was just unbelievable, and you need to come down here as soon as possible. Listen, man. If there if there's if there's a place to holler for the dollar, I'll be there. You know this. There are plenty of places I will take you uh, downtown because it's a, I mean, man, it's a couple streets that around four four o'clock in the morning, you can make some girls holler for a dollar. But that's another story. That's that's for after the show. What what's on your mind, man? I'll be honest with you, man. I didn't know what I was going to talk about again because Monday night sucked. And Thursday night sucked, and it's a good thing that we're talking about imperfections here, and I just I could not hold it in anymore. All right, all right, let's hear it. I I just, I'm I'm just glad that we're not hearing anything right now because I almost threw up in my mouth. Okay. <laughs> I you know I I don't I just don't understand I don't understand how when I'm not paying attention to what's going on around here, that the show can even even get to the limits that it just got to. This is unreal. But what did you guys think about Monday night? Because I thought it was boring. I, I, I mean, can you remind me of anything good that happened? Because I'd love to hear it. Uh, from what I remember, Chris Jericho went through a very long list of names out of that people he picked. That was, that was fucking hilarious. I thought they were only really going to do one commercial and come back. But he still was going when he got back. I thought that was fucking awesome. And he was talking about people that were probably jobbers in deep south, not 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 deep south wrestling in the U.S. Probably deep south Mexico wrestling. Kyle, could you? Sorry, say that again. Could could you hit that sound clip? Uh, the sound clip from the promo. Yeah, sure. Let me go ahead and, and pull that up, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Chris Jericho roll call right now. And Randy Orton will join the list of great champions and Hall of Famers who have been defeated by Chris Jericho, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, JBL, The Big Show, Edge, The Undertaker, who I beat twice, might I add. The list goes on and on and on. MVP, Vader 1, Invader 2, Villano 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, Juventus Guerrera, Apollo Dantes, Ringo Mendoza Jr., The Great Muda, Masahiro Chono, Funaki, Fuyuki, Jado, Gato, Yoshitatsu, Perry Saturn, Dimalenko, Lex Luger, Sting, Ric Flair, Phil Goldberg, Booker T, Stevie Ray, Arm Bar, Norton, Buff Bagwell, 
Flash Flanagan, Flash Funk, Kevin Nash, Diesel, Oz, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, American Starship Eagle, Mr. So there you go. He, he did get a Mr. X he beat, he, beat Razor, he beat Razor Ramon and Scott Hall. That was good. That was good. Wait, wait, wait. And even better, he beat Kevin Nash and Diesel and Oz. And Oz. And Oz. And Oz, that's going way back there to what nobody wants to remember. I can guarantee it. Trust me. Flash Funk. Oh, yeah. I will tell you the highlight of the night was finally, 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 some Edge finally broke that fucking laptop. Because oh. this whole time I thought he was going to go and do it, and I got disappointed, and I got disappointed, and he finally did it. And I, I and now, now th- thanks for thanks for like you know, you know, thanks for you know helping me out with remembering what happened last night. But those that I think those are like the highlights. I, I don't really think much else good happened after that. I mean, Randy Orton's. RKO on Jericho was weak. It was probably one of the weakest ones I've ever seen. It's like, let me just walk right into you. You know what I mean? Uh, but, yeah, it's just weak, man. Overall, weak, 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 and weak. I tried to make peace with you. Why am I arguing oh. with the computer? There it is. There it is. We've gone from Stone Cold stunning Mr. McMahon on Raw to Edge arguing with the computer. That was too much. It, it, it was. I I I love Edge. I mean, Edge Edge and the Big Show are perhaps the two Edge, funniest Edge characters does, out there. Edge does his job real well, and if Christian had a chance, let's not get started on that. He'd do his job real well too. But my, my, I, I, but you know what, guys. It was great having me on the show again, but I really, I really got to get going. I, I'm glad I, I got in when I did. I'm glad you pissed me off when you did, and, and I'm, I'm out. Legendary Jimmy Z. There's only one. And next up on the call list from the 678 area code, I may have an idea. I know who this might be. Caller, you're on the air. Oh, hey, guys. It's our super fan, Dakaris. Kyle, you still there? Kyle. Hello, Kyle. I guess I just pretty much done pissed him off. So it looks like it is now just you and me, Dakaris. Hmm. Yeah, looks that way, huh? It always seems that way. Hmm. All right, Dakaris, so tell me, what did you think of Monday Night Raw? <clears throat> I actually agree with um, uh, Jimmy Z, man. I, Raw sure didn't do it for me last night. I mean... I mean, I agree with what Ed said in his promo last night too, 100. percent He's like, mm, I agree with what he said. With saying we've gone from stunning, Stone Cold from stunning McMahon to him arguing with the computer, and making him look like looking stupid. True, 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 true that. 
Kyle, are you there? Oh, wait, we're having some technical difficulties right now. We're going to try to get Kyle back online. But agreed. I mean, uh, my favorite part of of uh, that whole entire segment was having uh, having uh, uh, the GM say this to Ed. You've got the crazy eyes. For some reason, Edge had those crazy eyes inside of his skull, and it, for some reason that busted me out laughing as hard as possible. <laughs> yeah, I was happy when he thrashed that computer. I was just like, no more beeping, no more of that crap. I was like, thank no more God. This, I, no more of that. No more of this. Mm-hmm, I know, right? Oh, oh and, and, uh, and another highlight for me, pretty much just for me only, I never thought I would see Cena and, and R2 in the same screen last night. Oh, well, guess who's back on there right now? Hello. Oh, who, Hello, oh. welcome back. All hey, right, Tom. I don't know what... <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Garth, and how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, man. I, I, I don't know what just happened. I, I mean, see, I think that this is just you know, a a lame sabotage attempt by Justin Time. See, I know what the deal is. Justin was all gung-ho about wanting to host the show last week when I was up in the airplane. So he, so he tried to do a show, but the show can only last five minutes. And, and then now he's perfectly trying to hang up on me, make sure that my voice isn't heard on the show. So I'm I'm beginning to think that this is a little bit of a conspiracy against myself, yours truly, Kyle Cruz. Are you done this? Just FYI, whenever Justin uses sound effects, it's basically an admission that I'm right in whatever I say. So, But I hate to interrupt your point, Dakaris, I'm sorry. But uh, I just had to get that little rant out out of the way. But what's on your mind tonight? Oh, oh um, earlier, like I said, I was going to say after me agreeing with what Ed said last night on Raw about how, how pretty much how Raw's fallen, and I, I never thought I'd see this. You know, my other highlight from last night was I never thought I'd see Cena and R-Truth in the same screen together after – yeah, that that was a highlight for me. I was like, wow, our troop and Cena in the same yeah, room. I'm like, having a very interesting mini promo, but yeah, for me, my taste anyway. So, so, so I gotta ask, you agreed with everything Edge said? Hmm? Cars? Did you agree with yeah. everything Edge said? Oh, uh, yeah, I agree with what he said about yeah, like I said about him saying we've gone from. Soul Cold Stunning Mr. Man to him arguing with a damn computer. What about this? Okay, first of all, that's the worst voice ever. Second of all, I thought, I thought you were Stone Cold Steve Austin. Or, or, or I thought you were The Rock. Or maybe Shawn Michaels. Or Bob Barker. Uh, judging by your decision making, you're Lindsay Lohan after another bender. And just to clarify, he does not mean this bender. Oh, nerds! It's completely two different benders. Oh, nerds! God, I hate my coat. Don't forget, you're my best man. Don't remind me. 
But the cars, uh, what are your thoughts on this whole uh, Ms. Morrison uh, Bryant little uh, storyline that led off all of Raw? Uh, I, I was just like, I'm just like, what the hell? I'm like, they're gonna, I'm like, they're gonna pretty much chop this up at the last minute. I mean, it's like, like Kyle said, like two weeks is not good enough for a pay view. Two weeks. I see. Now. See, I think it's an awesome lead-off first because it, it gives them this another good push, which they need. They're building up the younger roster again, and it, and it also shows that Daniel Bryan does not even have to lose or uh, even have to lose the title in a triple threat match to show how weak he is. Or he could still even retain, too. Because I've never heard of a triple threat a uh, submission match anywhere oh, in the false arena. False count anywhere, don't forget. Yeah. False count anywhere in the arena, no DQ, just submit, tap out. Mm. And with this triple threat match, I mean, you know, kind of like how you alluded to earlier on, you know, I think that this is an opportunity to kind of create a side feud between Daniel Bryan and, uh, and John Morrison over the United States Championship, and then maybe, you know, have Miz as as a guy not involved in the fall, so we kind of retain it that way. And then I wouldn't be surprised if this Sunday, you know, after the main event, even the WWE title match or the world title match, I wouldn't be surprised if the Miz cashed in his money in the bank briefcase and became a world champion while, while uh, Morrison... And, uh, and Daniel Bryan over his website. So that, that's what I kind of think is going to happen. Anything else you want to hit on the card? Oh, oh, it's, oh! I wanted to talk about oh, SmackDown last Friday. Was yeah, yeah. I mean, I oh, oh, oh I, I want, yes, my Undertaker oh. returns. Lord. <laughs> I was walking out big time when Paul Barron came back. I was like, I did not expect him in that casket. I was like, that's the first good thing WWE's done in a good long time. Kai, were were you shocked to see Paul Barron in that casket? Um, Yeah. I was shocked that he was in that casket. Um, I kind of had a feeling that he would be introduced into the storyline sometime. But uh, I wasn't expecting it this past Friday. I mean, I, I tried to avoid the sports as much as possible. But, I mean, it happened. Um, I think that this might be – that if Paul Barry is being introduced into the suit, that this might be the final run for either Kane or The Undertaker because it seems like things are coming full circle, both for Kane and for Undertaker. You know, since, uh, since Kane was introduced by Paul Bearer back in what, 1997, and then the you know, had Paul Bearer soon after he debuted in the Fizzle, I think 1991, or maybe 1990, I'm not sure. But uh, I think whatever is going to happen, it's going to tie into the, um, okay, I'm hearing a lot of like feedback here. Yeah, cars. Are you like on speaker or what? 
I'm sorry, what? Hey, buddy, are you on speakerphone? Yeah. Hmm? Oh, oh. Because we're getting a lot of feedback, are we? Yeah. All right, well, if if it continues, then I'll let you know. But I think that this should be a very, very entertaining feud. Um, The Undertaker will gain his power back with the services of Paul Barrett. Paul Bear and the Aaron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it would be like a good nostalgia for you to get to, so I'll enjoy it. Yeah, right. yeah, that's what I thought, too. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, Undertaker's going to be out of that vegetative state, and the other two will be back to 100%, and, and pretty much the world title is pretty much in his hands now, so. So all is right with the world. Yep, and all is right with the world. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, at least Kane had a good run this time, I know. Hey, anything beats 24 hours. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right, the cars. we got to get going. we got another caller lined up, but if you want, you can call in a little bit later if you want for the after-hours party. Oh, all right, sure. All right? All right. All right, we'll talk to you in a little bit. Okay, all right. All right. See you. Our super fan, Dakaris. It's always good to hear from Dakaris. You know, it always is good to hear from you, him. You know you're having a good show when Dakaris calls in. Now, now I just need to say this. Just with one uh, word, Dakaris said yes, like he did, like, you know, he was doing an imitation of Paul Bear. But just in, in, in one single word of yes, he, he already already owned you and your attempted Paul Bear impression. Now, if, if Father Time... It calls back in. If if he ever calls back, then I think we'll have to have uh, a Paul Bearer off. A Paul Bearer off between <laughs> Father Time and one Super Panda Car. So just had to throw it out there. All right. All right. Next caller we have up. Man, these lines are exploding, which is rare for us. <laughs> this is true. Next caller is from the. Nine one five area code. Nine five one area. Nine five one. Excuse me. I'm a little. There's that dyslexia coming in. I am dyslexic. Caller, you are on the air with the Atomic Drop Show. Hello, Atomic Drop Show. This Jerry John showing some love. I haven't called in a while. Hey, what's going on, John? Not much, man. How you guys been? We've been doing good. Kyle got his Very first cool. trip up to uh, upstate New York last week. Nice. A place that he swore he would never, ever, ever dream of coming to. Now, 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 now John, I, 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 I have to put it to you like this. I have to put it to you like this, all right? Here's the thing. Okay. When, when, when I told all of my friends that I'm going to New York, they were thinking, you know, oh, uh, Times Square, lots of buildings, lots of people, all the sights, all the sounds, right? Just to put yeah. it to you like this, just to put things in perspective here, I have a picture on my phone right now with me standing in front of a full herd of cow, of, of, of cows. I spent <laughs> the entire five days in, like, farm country. Now it, now, it was beautiful, and I had a fantastic time, but I wasn't in, like, the city I spent my time pretty much, you know, um, in the middle of nowhere. But I did enjoy yeah. it. Very, very different, but uh, I enjoy it. Hey, there's nothing wrong with being in the middle of nowhere. 
There's nothing wrong living out in the middle of nowhere, man. You hear this music, you're at home. Oh my god. Every week. (laughs) You're my best man. Please, once again, do not remind me of that. But, John, what's been going on? What, what, what's good in the world of Steel Cage Radio, man? Uh, not much. Uh, we just finally got our asses together and decided to uh, uh, our, our podcast again. So we're, we're back in the swing of things. Uh, just All right. We're wrapping up an, an interview right now. So uh, so just kind of, like I said, it's been a while since I called in and I figured I would show the Atomic Drop Show some love. So. Well, thank you so much for that. And uh, actually, I think it was, it might have been last week or maybe the week before, but you put up an episode featuring, like, uh, I guess it was like a classic episode from like nine or ten years ago. And uh, it was some good stuff, man. I enjoyed it. Like, it was kind of, it was kind of a, fun, a fun thing to, you know, look back okay. and, yeah, and, and, uh, and listen to you guys, you know, rant about, WWE and WCW and ECW for a minute, and, and even ECW too. But oh, by the way, I do have to admit this as well. Back in the day, back back like 2000, 2001, I had a thing for Christy Miss too. So, uh, I, <laughs> Captain Miss. Uh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah, that was kind of weird to put put up that 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 uh, one in or that one show from ten years ago. Because believe it or not, some people don't it still didn't. Still don't think we've been around that long, and it's like, no, actually, we were we were around for a while. So it's just kind of funny to hear those old recordings. So it's just like, you know, comparing that old stuff versus the new stuff that we do. It's night and day. It's funny. So it was still fun to listen to, though. But uh, yeah, exactly. you say that. On ahead, dude. Oh no, I was going to just say. Yeah, so no, uh, but uh, I actually uh, will have to applaud the WWE. I, I was stunned that uh, Brian Danielson actually won the belt from the Miz. I, you know, you know, you've known me. I'm pretty critical about of that organization. I've not been a fan since for a long time, and I was actually very happy. But yet again, I don't know. If it's perhaps because I'm such a mark for Brian Danielson, so I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean it. It surprises too. I mean, you know, I. I never thought that he would win um, single single gold so quickly. I, I mean, like, he has to turn back at, at SummerSlam. has been, what, like maybe two months? And so, you know, I never thought that he would get a belt that quickly. But, I mean, you know, they, they, they did the right thing, and he definitely is deserving of the title run. So hopefully they do something with them, and they, uh, and, and they really – Give him a strong push with that title. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And the other thing I have to commend them for, and I can't believe I'm actually saying this, uh, uh, I'm, I'm finally glad that they're doing something with Chavo Guerrero. I've always been very critical on how they've been not using him wisely. It seems like every every freaking weekend he was always wrestling Hornswoggle or doing something really lame, but the, he actually had a decent match versus Caval or Loki. Uh, as he is known in the independent circle, so I, uh, I, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, Chavo is one of those guys that doesn't really. I, I mean, 
he's respected, but he's never been put in, in a position to really do anything special. I, I mean, you think back, I'm, I'm not sure if you were watching at this particular point or, 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 or if you were just, like, on a hiatus from wrestling, but back in, I, God, I, it had to be 2005 or 2006, where Chavo was playing a character called Kerwin, Kerwin, Kerwin White. Kerwin White. And, and, and they basically whitewashed him, and, and, and it, it was a terrible gimmick. And, you know, ever since then, I mean, he he just floundered. I mean, it, it, it's it's unfortunate, but it's safe to say that he, he's always lived a little bit in in any shadow. And, yeah. so, you know, he's always overshadowed, overshadowed him. But even in WCW, I... I thought that Chavo was a very, very good but underutilized wrestler, but he is very, very talented. And like, and like you, I'm very glad to, you know, to see him um, be showcased in a match with a guy like Caval. So, you want to know when I noticed uh, Chavo? When did you notice him? When he had Pepe. <laughs> Back in the <laughs> That was my favorite gimmick, and I was so sad to see him get Pepe thrown into the wood chipper. <laughs> I love that Morris, and I thought I, it was probably the worst writing I've ever seen. But I was highly entertained that whole entire time he came out on that wooden horse. Just curious, <laughs> did, didn't the same thing happen to Moppy? pattern. You smell like a Viking. I'm, I'm not sure if you were watching during this time either, John. But like per, Perry Saturn was was given the gimmick where I guess he was. He got, like, hit concussion. in the head, and he got a concussion, storyline-wise, and they had him carrying around a mop. And You know what? I remember that. Yeah. That, that was bad TV right there. That was pretty terrible. <laughs> you smell like a Viking. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Too funny. Too funny. So, yeah, no, I just wanted to call in just, just to mention this. And Didi just says hello. <laughs> and, 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 and tell her that we say hello, too. <laughs> so, yeah, no, so that, that's basically what I call I can't believe I'm actually giving the WWE any kind of compliments, but that it was those two things that should be, uh, should have been mentioned, and uh, I probably won't say anything positive about them ever for a while now, so. <laughs> well, <laughs> I hey. have my quota. <laughs> you met your, you're on the 10-year quota plan, huh? There you go. There you go. That's my ten-year quota. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm yet to. Yeah, so um, that's the only night stuff I'll say for a while, and then I'll probably just continue ranting about how how sucky they are. So, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm trying to wonder if it is just me who is not getting it because everybody seems to be uh, loving the WWE, and I just don't get it. And then people are left and right are bashing TNA, but I think TNA is a better product. So I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I suppose I don't know. All I'll say is this. All I will say is this. For a couple of months, WWE was doing okay. Um, back in the summer when, when they did this whole Nexus thing, I liked that angle and, and so did a lot of people. But at times, especially in, in the fall and right after WrestleMania, the Fed hits kind of this low when they're in, like, cruise control and they don't, it's like they do just regular paint by numbers, just booking 101, and it's, it's they not, do it every it's, summer. It's not necessarily 
bad, but it's just not uh, entertaining. However, you con you you do a contrast in TNA where every week it's always something going on. It's always this 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 mismatch, this this hodgepodge of just different stuff just being thrown at you continually. And while that can be exciting, it can also be frustrating because there there's no consistent vision that is being mm. put forth. And so uh, that is my main gripe against TNA. When 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 you have a ladder match go, going on as a third match on a show that that that's been given no build up, no hype, and can only go four minutes, there's something wrong with that booking philosophy. And we call him Russo. Russo. See, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Vince Russo's booking. I think what he did in the Ancient Era was, was groundbreaking because we hadn't seen it before. Now it's, you know, it's, it's 10 to 12 years later. It's been done. And he can't continue to rely on the same old tricks that he did back in the Ancient Era. So, um, exactly. TNA is on my thing. Great talent. Just unbelievable talent, but just the booking just on my end is not that good. Yeah, well, that's why they need Paul Heyman there. So, but yet again, that's probably never going to happen. So, yeah, Paul Heyman, he's I I think that's just kind of uh, fallen by the wayside, and all that talk is just not about to go down. So I I just I I think that the Paul Heyman ship is sailed for TNA. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Anyway, well, I'm going to get you, let you guys go, but I just wanted to say hello. Um, oh, real quick, uh, uh, in local news, Rick Ellis is going to be wrestling, I, I still can't believe I'm actually saying it, ROH's Davey Richards. That's finally going to fucking happen, and I'm, like, so stoked for this match to happen. So it's going to be good stuff. Sounds oh, good. Wait, 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 wait. Rick Ellis is going to be against Davey Richards. When is this going down? When is this happening? October 24th, that's when it's going to happen, so. <laughs> October 24th, and I'm guessing it, it, it's for West Coast, right? Yes, it is. It, it, it's, it's, it's a done deal, so for, so for yeah, so it, it's crazy. I cannot believe, because Rick Ellis is, you know, being compared to uh, Chris Benoit on many occasions, and also I've been compared to Davey Richards, so they have a similar style, so it's going to be crazy to see this happen, finally, the Rick Ellis versus Davey Richards, which is going to be badass. Should be a fantastic match, and uh, of course, I know that, that you'll probably have Adam on, and you will talk about that show as the weeks progress towards it, but uh, just real quick before we got to let you go, where can people catch up with uh, all that's going on with Steel Cage Radio at? SteelCageRadio.com, uh, and then you can subscribe to our, our, our dumbass on iTunes also. Just look for SteelCageRadio.com. Cool. Thank you so much, Jerry John, man. We, we always love having you on, man. We appreciate it, buddy. All right, you guys take care, okay? All right. Have a good one. All right, you guys. All right, you too. Bye now. See you. Yeah. Degenerate John from SteelCageRadio.com also. If it is him and Didi. Uh, sorry, Woodchuck came out. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so those two, check those out, steelcageradio.com, uh, for all of your California independent 
wrestling news, including that big match announced for October 24th, West Coast Wrestling Company, westcoastwrestlingcompany.com for that. But once again, check out Steel Cage Radio for all of that information. But we have another caller. Uh, this is like a record-breaking show here for callers. It certainly is. It certainly is. This caller is from the 562 area code. He has been very patient, I must add. It, it, extremely patient, and I can't even give this this man a proper introduction. Um, he he is a friend of mine, and he's actually a co-host of another show here on Blog Talk Radio. But I'm just going to bring him on the air, and I'm going to let him introduce himself. So 562, caller from the 562, please uh, state your name. And where you're from, and who you are. Uh, J. Cal, Anaheim, long-time listener, first-time caller. Woo! And I and Let's I do go. smell like a Viking. Ha! <laughs> I love it. Hey, I love this dude already. What's, what's cracking, guys? Hey, this is J. Cal. Uh, for some of your listeners who are familiar with the SoCal scene, I, I heard you guys talking to uh, Steel Cage Radio. Uh, I, along with uh, Adair Cole, uh, are running uh, SoCalUncensored.com, uh, of course, your uh, premier site for all news uh, regarding SoCal wrestling. Uh, but I'm not here to plug SoCal Uncensored. I'm here to plug the National Wrestling Alliance, which is uh, my true love. And uh, if uh, you know Kyle will agree, um, I'm a big-time supporter of the NWA, and I actually run my – I have a, a show myself dedicated to the, uh, the National Wrestling Alliance called Alliance Radio. And, again, uh, as uh, Kyle stated, we uh, we just got done doing a show again today, and uh, you know I know you guys are talking wrestling, so I'd like to talk some wrestling with you guys. How's it going? Oh, we're doing good. We're doing good. Just trying to get back, uh, get these gears turning since last week. Yeah, let me tell you, man, it's been a crazy week, and uh, Kyle can agree with me. It's been hot as hell out here in SoCal, and uh, Dude, the NWA what? is heating up as well. Uh, nice. The segment. first thing I want to nice talk segment. about. Yeah, thanks. Uh, first thing I want to talk about with you guys is uh, NWA World Champion Adam Pierce uh, just spent last weekend in Hotlanta uh, wrestling for PCW, which is a non-NWA affiliated promotion. But he defended his uh, National Wrestling Alliance World Championship uh, in a triple threat match and uh, was disqualified for his efforts, but uh, managed to retain his championship once again, proving that the uh, NWA wrestlers high caliber, and uh, our champ is also uh, heading to Canada this weekend. I don't know if you guys have heard of this promotion. It's called Wrestling FX, uh, or Wrestling Fan Experience Wrestling, uh, WFX Wrestling. You can find them on WFXWrestling.com. Again, they're not NWA affiliated, but they're uh, sanctioned to have a title match this weekend with uh, Adam Pierce and uh, Scrap Iron will be taking on uh, Wavel Star, which the the name itself sounds a little misleading. The guy is, well, he's jacked. He's like six foot, 236 pounds. Uh, champ has certainly got something that uh, has his work cut out for him, needless to say. And uh, this guy was also trained by the uh, Hart brothers, um, the family. Uh, we all know who the Hearts are. I don't need to plug them. But, uh, again, Wavel Star from WFX Wrestling, he's coming off an injury, and uh, he's going to be taking on Scrap Iron Adam Pierce. And, again, he's the NWA world champion, and uh, we're proud of him. He's getting his uh, a big shot up in Canada. And, and I, I mean, I I just want, first of all, just to commend you 
Well, I just the job that you're doing with the Alliance. And, and uh, you know, I, I just need to know, and I've always had this question, um, what made you, you know, start up, you know, uh, this website, and, 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 and what is it about the NWA that's so special to you? Well, hey, that's a great question. <laughs> it's, I'm used to interviewing people. I'm not used to being interviewed myself. Okay, well. Well, uh, I just throw a couple of questions in there, man. Hey, man, that's cool. Um, starting off, uh, well, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a 31-year-old guy who's always loved uh, pro wrestling. I grew up watching uh, wrestling on TBS. Um, SoCal locally in the days, you know, you turn on Channel 11 on Saturday mornings, we'd watch Superstars. Uh, you get up a little bit earlier, throw on TBS, and you get to see uh, – some of the, you know, NWA pre-WCW uh, days, the Jim Crockett promotions, uh, you turn on ESPN and you get to watch AWA wrestling or later it would be World Class or later it would be a Global Wrestling Federation. So I've always been a fan of pro wrestling and the um, NWA style has always appealed to me. Um, sure, I like sports entertainment every now and then. Well, technically I don't. I haven't even watched that WWE programming in over a year. And I don't really watch TNA either. But uh, the NWA speaks to me. Um, back like in, uh, I want to say, 1999, 2000, uh, you know, bored with what I was watching on Monday nights, I was looking for something different and found that the NWA still existed, although not the same NWA I grew up with. It was obviously a lot smaller in size and stature. Uh, the world champion at the time, I believe, was Shinya Hashimoto. And... Uh, you know, he was uh, trading the title between him and Carino. Uh, they were wrestling in Zero One, uh, wrestling in Florida. And there was all this great stuff going on, but damn it, I couldn't see it. I lived out here in SoCal. There's, there's, there was no NWA. Um, you know, flash forward a few years, there was a couple failed uh, attempts at bringing the NWA to SoCal. And then uh, eventually Dave Marquez, um, who has been a long figure in uh, SoCal wrestling, a lot of people don't know it, but... Behind the scenes, he was involved with a lot of the promotions that were around here, brought the NWA back, and uh, brought it in, in uh, conjunction with New Japan Pro Wrestling. And, uh, you know, I, I loved it. I loved what I saw. You know, uh, there were matches featuring um, Samoa Joe defending his Ring of Honor title. Uh, Adam Pierce was teaming up with uh, New Japan star Toru Yano. Uh, we had Brian Danielson taking on uh, Ultimo Dragon. Just, I was eating this stuff up, but nobody was talking about it. Uh, you know, and, and this uh, this predates my time working in, on the SoCal Uncensored, but SoCal Uncensored wasn't really talking about what was happening in uh, in Santa Monica with the uh, Inoki Dojo and the NWA Pro Wrestling. And, uh, you know, I, I got tired of not being able to find what was going on in the NWA. And so, um, you know, I, I found, of course, the NWA uh, website, uh, and they had a message board for a short time, and and I was on it so much, they made me a moderator. And, uh, you know, just spreading the word of the NWA and trying to get that word out there. And I decided, you know, look, there's a demand for, for the NWA. People want to see what's going on with the NWA. And, uh, you know, out here locally, we have a, a great promotion with uh, NWA Pro Wrestling, of course, the Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, um, which is, I think, a top-notch program and a top-notch talent. I was at the show and uh, really enjoyed it. But, you know, there's, there's NWA promotions in Florida. There's NWA promotions in Virginia, uh, New Jersey. New York. Um, New York. NWA have New York, of, right up here. Have you been to one of their shows? Oh, hell yes. Oh, nice. See, I, of course I have. I've only been, I've only been to I'm shows out with, here. And, I'm friends with one of the wrestlers out there, and 
he just let me borrow his entire uh, DVD collection of all his matches, and Kyle was right there when he gave them to me, and it was just like two handfuls full of DVDs. Nice. Well, see, then you know that there's an NWA out there, but it doesn't get talked about. So, you know, I uh, I touched base with some guys from the message board. The, the NWA decided to close their message board, so I opened one. And uh, while I was doing that, I was blogging about the NWA. And, and uh, the first uh, the first portion, when I first started, I, we called ourselves the Abdominal Stretch. We were on a, like a Zanga message board or, or blog page, whatever you want to call it. And it, it was fun, but I, you know, I felt the need that we needed to get out there and, and try to spread that message more. So uh, we started blogging every day about the NWA and, you know, checking what's going on at NWAWrestling.com and some great articles by this guy named Michael Simmons who, who really knows uh, knows the NWA up and down. Uh, you know, checking out other checking out other websites. Uh, you know, and I, I'm sitting here following the NWA and uh, you know, I just started compiling it. It was something I was doing for fun. I said, well, why not make a board and, and help everyone else out with this? So that's what uh, was kind of the brainchild behind Alliance-Wrestling.com, which is blogs about the entirety of the NWA. Um, you know, I'm a SoCal guy, so I'm fortunate enough to go to SoCal Pro Wrestling shows or Empire Wrestling Federation or or Mach 1, which is, you know, an awesome show. I, I've seen uh, Kyle there a few times. And, uh, again, it's... it's uh, it's what I enjoy doing, so I decided to just have fun and, and make it easier for other people to follow. And so uh, we've had the website for a while, and I was just trying to think of how to get more people involved, and uh, that was the creation of our Alliance Radio Show, which is also on uh, Blog Talk Radio, uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Alliance Wrestling. And again, uh, you know, we're, we're reaching out to everybody in the NWA. I, I don't focus on just what's going on in SoCal. I mean, it's easy to, because heck, I know it, but... Uh, you know, um, today I was speaking to the NWA Oklahoma heavyweight champion, uh, the larger door Michael Faith, who this Saturday uh, at the Red River Rivalry in Oklahoma will be taking on the national champion, Phil Shatter, in what's supposed to be a huge match. This guy, Michael Faith, is nearly 340 pounds, but the guy moves in the ring like a luchador, hence why he's called the larger door. And uh, he's taking on Phil Shatter, who, if you've never seen Shatter to Shatter before, you got to check this guy out. He's built like a tank. He uh, served in the Marine Corps before um, starting his days in pro wrestling, and the guy is just a behemoth. He, he was out here in Hollywood for uh, some of the NWA shows uh, showcase, which was like last year, but the guy's a behemoth, and he's been carrying that national title around for nearly a, nearly two years. So that, that big showdown is happening this Saturday, and also on that same card, the uh, NWA Women's Championship is going to be uh, decided between um, the current champion, Tasha Simone. She's going to be taking on Lorena. And, uh, in fact, Michael Faith told me today that she's in the same, uh, Lorena is in the same training circles as him. And this chick also does MMA fighting. So Tasha Simone is going to, she's going to have a rude awakening when she uh, steps into the ring with uh, Lorena um, this Saturday, October 2nd. Definitely so. And, 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 Jake, how I know that you have a lot, just a ton of stuff and news about the NWA and its affiliates all over the world. But unfortunately, we are running so low on time right now, and we have one more <laughs> caller to get to. And, no, no, and 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 and, and, and trust me, I I could sit here and talk about the NWA all day. I love the product, just all over the world, especially 
um, the NWA show, um, championship wrestling from Hollywood show that just debuted about two weeks ago. But we'll have to talk more about that. But, unfortunately, we got to go because we actually have a couple calls on board now. But, J. Cal, can you please call back in next week? Next Tuesday, do you, you think that you can make it? I, I'll, I, uh, let, me, let me hit you up because uh, I'm actually going to be doing a show on Monday, and I, I certainly want you guys to uh, to hear about it. But, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. But I'll talk to you off the air, Kyle, and we'll see what we can do. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Jake. Al. Hey, All right. Hey, thanks for letting me uh, spread some of the word of uh, the gospel of the NWA. We'll talk to you guys soon. All right. All right. Have a good one. Hey, thanks, guys. All right. For sure. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Jay Cal from Alliance uh, Wrestling, uh, alliance-wrestling.com, and you can check out Alliance Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio at blogtalkradio.com slash alliance-wrestling. Jay Cal, fantastic dude. Um, I, it's just a bastion of knowledge when it comes to NWA. But can I say this? I want to be the first person to say this. Yes. The phone lines are, for the first time, officially jammed. Oh, my God. It's only taken us practice. almost a whole year for me to actually say that. We we premiered on, like, January the 5th, and it's taken us, what, 10 months, almost 10 months for, for our phones to be jam-packed, but why waste any more time? Folks, we have two more callers. Uh, to No, actually, more than that. We have a couple callers to get to, so let's stop wasting more time. Justin, I'm going to let you handle this next guest. All right. I I need to hit I need to hit this music right now cuz I know this man has seen this DVD at least 7 times to give us his review on the Chris Jericho DVD. I got to hit the music to get his review. It's only been since the anniversary show, but who's counting? Oh, I know, man. Sorry, so like long, dude. Uh, dude, I've been so busy, man. Trust me. I love your guys' show, as you know, but I've been so jam-packed with work. My work schedule's been messed up. Haven't even been able to do my show. I feel like I'm retired, and I don't want to be. But, hey, man, I miss you guys for real. Guys, how's it been, uh, how things been going on? Things have been fun, man. Things have been really good, man. Kyle, I heard you were out on the East Coast last week. I actually was out on the East Coast for a minute. I I, uh, I spent five days uh, over in Justin's neck of the woods and everything like that, and it was a definite uh, culture shock. It's a lot slower out there than it is out here in Cali. But uh, I enjoy myself, though. 
And um, I am g- coming back in February. I'm not necessarily looking forward to the cold. Uh, so that... Uh, you have not lived until you lived through a Rochester uh, winter. I think I can live just fine without it, actually. It, this is this could be very true. Yeah, I, I know it's true, actually. It's going to be quite entertaining, if you ask me. You're not helping, dude. <laughs> but it's all good. <laughs> all right. So, so you brought up about the Jericho DVD review, correct? I, I did, yes, and I I am so thankful that we got our number one reviewer on on this right now. I had to forego just in time for the movies to give it to the talented Todd Orndorff. Good Lord. I, well, I need what? to know his review on it. I got bad news. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> you what? All that hype <laughs> I know, man. Out. I just... I've been so busy, as you know, I'm the biggest Jericho fan on her, but uh, I've been so busy with all this stuff, man. I'm moving right now and everything like that. I've been so busy with work and moving and all this other stuff. I haven't even gotten it yet. I, <laughs> so I, once you announced I, that on the yeah. show about, you know, like playing the music and stuff, I was trying so hard to, like, not laugh out loud because I just knew I had to say I haven't even seen it yet. Wow. This... Wow. I appreciate the, the biggest I appreciate intro the I have ever given a human being. You have outranked Sonny. You have outranked Sid. You have outranked Blade Braxton twice to give you the most pomp and circumstance ever, and I get a freaking fart in church. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, here, guys, let me ask you, have you seen it yet? Not yet. Not yet. I I personally just got out of work. How and you I just got here? out of school, so I, no, I, I, I actually just got out of school, so I, I did not get a chance to pick up the DVD or watch it yet. So, uh, trust me, I will check it out soon because I am very interested to see how this DVD turns out because... Jericho's career is just uh, too good to uh, just pass up in DVD form. Well, you know, if, if his book is, well, his, his first book, I guess you could say, is, was uh, as good as it was, as funny as it was, you know, I can't imagine his own personal DVD, like, being a flop or anything like that. It's going to be, it's going to be right up there, I think, with Heart and Soul. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. A little disappointed in myself that I wasn't there at midnight like I was for quite a few other DVDs to make sure I was first in line to get it. But I know, uh, well, actually, it's probably sold out. It is Chris Jericho, but there's always Amazon or something. <laughs> True. True. Now, okay, i got to say this really quick. We just got the cue that we got 60 seconds left. <laughs> I can't believe we went through a whole hour. But everyone that is still on the damn line, you keep your phones next to your earlobe, okay? Do not hang up at all, because we are going to get to every single person left on this line. But I just want to say I will not be here next week. I have other obligations I need to attend to, so Kai will find a replacement for me. That won't be easy. No, I'm sorry. That won't be hard. I, I, I severely misspoke. That won't be hard. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> 
All right. We have 18 seconds left, and then we are going into the after-hours party, which the Atomic Drop is famously known for as we break down almost everything, and all, the whole rope will get thrown out the window. But for Kyle Cruz, I am just in time, and we will see you next week. At least I won't. See ya! And now, ladies and gentlemen, we are in the after-hours party with the talented Todd Orndorff. Todd, are you there? Hey, Todd. Toddy boy. Todd's not there. What? Todd, Todd, I don't know what happened. Like a fart picture? Dude? Yeah. Don't play this. All right. Why don't we go to this, uh, this... The, the man that missed the legend? Yes. The man who holds NWA New York on one hand and a mountain of DVDs on his other is none other than the legendary Evan McLeod. Evan, are you there, buddy? Yeah, what's up, bro? How you doing? How are you doing? All right. What, what's going on, man? Nothing. Did you enjoy those DVDs? All right. So here we go. I, 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 I'm going to make a confession here. All right. We got back to Justin's house after after we met up and we watched oh man it was about a little over half of one DVD and it was fantastic stuff just awesome stuff but that's unfortunately all that we got to and I've gone kept going strong personally but you were the one that had to jab out <laughs> I, I had a flight to catch Shut up, and I had a flight to catch, all right? So it's not my fault. So And and and, and, and I didn't think that it, it was right of me to just, you know, like, fly back here to L.A. with a bunch of DVDs of yours. So they are currently in the care of Just In Time right now. And, uh, and so, uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to see you in action. But from what I did see, NWA New York sounds like it has a fantastic product. And uh, I I just wish that I was uh, there at a time where you guys had had a show because it would seem like a pretty good live experience. So kudos uh, on. Uh, might get lucky. We may have a show uh, that weekend. You're here for uh, in February for the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the wedding. For the wedding. Yeah. So. Hey hey hey! After the wedding, you know, you're free to do whatever you want. You know, once you got the ring on your finger. That's true, too. <laughs> Just that thing that cost me my life. That's Quite awesome. literally. Quite literally, actually. I mean, you know, uh, the uh, future of Mrs. Time is, uh, is is fantastic. But, Justin, i got to put it put it out there, dude. You're, you're, you're kind of whipped. I'm just saying. Like, I, I know that you're about to get married and you're engaged in all that good stuff and you have to make the future wife happy, but... Oh no! I think you went kind of overboard, dude. I mean, it's like wait, waiting on her hand and foot, doing all this other, you know, extra stuff. I think you kind of whipped, man. I don't know about that. I don't know if I could be uh, the best man to somebody without a spine like you. Well, see, here's the bad part too. You and I were supposed to do the dishes together, and you were the one that said, "Yes, Mrs. Time." Hey, 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 hey! What? Hey, hey! What? Who did the dishes though? 
who who also made their bed as soon as they got done and did not even get told to do it. Oh, and he died. I'm afraid that you would have been like you would have heard like halfway across the your mind if no time got a hold of you. I didn't know that. Please get get out. Anyway, we we we're deviating too far away from the topic in hand. Once again, Evan, fantastic product from what I saw uh, off of that DVD. And, and, hey, took my race. Which which uh which DVD did you guys pop in? Uh, we popped in the one that I uh, missed due to Pet Boys. Ah, uh-huh, the cave show, the war game show. Yeah, war game show. That was, that was a really good show. We got to see uh, Spaz in action. Oh, Spaz is awesome. Yep. Carrying around a, a damn Pikachu. Yep, he's had that Pikachu since we were in 10th grade together. Right. Yeah, that Pikachu's old. We actually, me, and my, me, uh, me, Spaz, and uh, we have a buddy uh, who's called Fusion. We were be- we've been best friends for the longest time, and uh, we bought him uh, Meowth and Pikachu for Christmas. Pikachu's made his way to the wrestling world. So. That Pikachu's looking kind of grimy lately, too. I just want to throw that out there. Pikachu's been around since 10th grade in the wrestling world, so it's been pretty much about 10 years for all of us. That Pikachu has, like, blood and spit and yep. other kind of <laughs> juices. Other things I don't even want to know what's on the back of a... Yeah. <laughs> yes. That is very entertaining. The, uh... Next show we have is in October, October 23rd. Uh, hopefully, just in time, is it whipped enough, and I uh, actually can make it to the show, and you know, it doesn't try to back out at the last second, you know. Hey, I came ah. last time. Hey, you came, you came. It took a little bit, but you, you made it. It, it, it did. It took me a while. I, I had to, you know, grow my man parts out and lay down the law, <laughs> but I finally made it. It was more like, but baby. You already got us the tickets. And she's like, okay. <laughs> I, 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 don't even, I don't even have a freaking sound bite for that. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. What to do? <laughs> just in case, if you are, I just haven't been listening to, to the show, we have, we have dubbed that. That one little line by Skip Sheffield, the soundtrack to our life. Exactly. <laughs> it is it is so much part of our lives that is now whenever we get a text message, all we hear is Mr. Skip Sheffield. Yep, yep, yep. What it do? And that's a shoot. Like, that, that, <laughs> that is that's the truth. Is, that's the God's truth. That is legitimate. Every, everything is on the text. It's, it's, it's all about Skip, so. Maybe next time we make it Titus. You're going to fight? Make it a fight. And if you want to win, make it a win. <laughs> he, 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 you don't have the bark going? There's no bark for Titus? We oh. don't have the bark yet. I'm going to have the bark for you next week, all right? How about that? Yes. Get the bark. I need a little. <laughs> we do accept uh, sound clips and sound requests, so we're all good. Do, do we got any... Uh... We got any uh, uh, Percy Watson impressions on there? Uh, not not on our switchboard, no. Um, but I 
I do a pretty mean one in person, but not on the Are surfboard. Not, not, not on a sound. Uh, uh, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, mine is a lot better than that. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Hey, so I'm white. Yep, you're very white. Very white. <laughs> I, I'm so glad that, good that this turned out to be, like, now a shoot interview on me. But... <laughs> Glad, dude. Duck tissue around here, so it's okay. That's true, and I won't be here next week, so I got to try to get everything I can in now. Hey, remember what they say at work? You remember what they say at work? It's almost like your job, you know. You know, basically, in a nutshell, they pick on you. That means they don't like you. So, I mean, what's up? Good too. <laughs> so, Evan, what do you got for us? Well, next show is October twenty-third. Uh, the McLeod Brothers will be facing uh, uh, the Caribbean Connection. Uh, what else we got going on here? Uh, Gabe State set to defend the heavyweight title, uh, I believe, against fabulous John Chesney. Uh, you got the educational tournament, which the first round brackets have been announced, but I'm actually not in front of a computer, so I couldn't tell you all. Uh, I can give you a list of few few of the uh, participants in it. You have Cloudy. You have uh, Andy Doring participating in it. You got Big uh, uh, Japan, Bobby Fish, who is phenomenal. Uh, who else? Uh, Pepper Parks is in it. And there's a you few other guys. You have the new guys. owner of the NWA. What? You have the oh, new yep. owner now. Yep, we have a new owner. Uh, his name is uh, 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 Johnny K. Fabe. He is the uh, nephew of Hellcat, one of the former owners of NWA New York. Uh, let's see, what else we got going on? Oh, you uh, got Cheech out there. There's our annual uh, Battle Royal, which is like the Royal Rumble, basically. Um, the winner of the Battle Royal will uh, receive a uh, number one contender shot at any any title they deem fit at any point in time. I'm a former winner of that. And, uh, ow, ow. and uh, actually, uh, unfortunately, I uh, wasn't successful uh, cashing in uh, due to my brother's return. So, but It's just like the brother, man, always trying to steal your glory. Yep, but, you know, we're looking to uh, retain our, you know, retain our tag team gold, you know. So, if you do win, you got to let me at least hold that belt at least once, because I want to see how actually heavy one of those bad boys are. Well, that sucker is like 10 pounds, man. It, it sucks. Like, you know, <laughs> it's great to champion, but at the same time, you, you're carrying around that stupid belt, and it's like 10 pounds, and it sucks. <laughs> it, it's so heavy, and it weighs your back down, and then when you when you lose it, you're like, you tell the next guy, have fun carrying that sucker around, because it sucks. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. I've stolen the belt from someone without them even knowing it, and, and played a rib on them and hit it from them because they brought it to a bar and were left their bags in the bar and they left the belt. They had the two belts that they had uh, were sitting on top of the bag and the NWA New York belt went into my uh, car. I was taken home with me. How can you lose your freaking belt? That, that's just like, that thing would be if I had a suitcase under lock and key shoved under the most like unbreakable oh, yeah. lock ever, and just, like, no one touches. Exactly. Jeez. That's what I'm supposed to do. 
So, but yeah, other than that, everything's been going good. So uh, okay, now, now I got to ask you, what happened to your poor Forty uh, Niners there, real quick? I don't even oh. want to hear about. Them. I don't even oh. want to hear about. Them. Okay. Oh, okay. come on, man. You know, come take on, a shot man. Really? Really? They got rid of their offensive coordinator. We're good now. Now it's only you can only win from here on out. There you go. Turnaround season, baby. Yep. Now you're a Bills fan, right? Right, Justin? Uh, Packer. Oh, Packers fan. Hey, wait a second. They lost last night, too. That's true, but at least ours was pretty good. Wait, wait, wait. 17 penalties for like 152 yards, dude. Dude, dude, dude. See, with you... Go big or go home. When you tie franchise records... You normally want them to be, you know, good records, you know, like, you know, most passing yards, most rushing yards, most receiving yards, most, you know, most total yards, not penalty yards. That's not a good thing. See, now, if you guys were anything like, huh? Well, penalties are horrible for fantasy football. Uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> I'm just glad that, that in my fantasy team I have Philadelphia's defense. Because we did okay. Now, speaking of which, if you guys' teams were anything like my Philadelphia Eagles, then you guys would be in a little bit of a better position. Well, all right. Oh, please, it took Michael Vick. It took Michael Vick to make that team good. And where's Kevin Powell going to go? I guarantee he gets traded by midseason to someone. No, no. Kevin Cobb. Kevin Cobb's going to get traded. Or at the end of the year, they're not going to retain Michael Vick. Corn cob. Something's gonna happen. Look, Cop. Vic is Vic is the quarterback for right now. Is he the quarterback of the future? Kevin Cobb is the quarterback of the cornhole. But the the problem is the problem is what's gonna happen what's gonna happen when uh when Michael Vick's having an outstanding season all season you know, all year long and Kevin Cobb's on the bench backing up Michael Vick now. He's either going to get traded because he's a number one court. He should be a number one quarterback. Kevin Cobb is a decent quarterback, but he needs to take the reins. And the thing is, Michael Vick only signed a one-year contract. So what happens at the end of the year? He becomes a free agent. As long as they don't go into a strike, you don't think every team that needs a quarterback really bad is going to go buying for him and throw money at him? He's going to go where the most money is presented to him at that point. And I don't think Billy's exactly. going to be able to which, 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 which at that point. Kevin Cobb will, will take over as quarterback for the Eagles, and then by that point, hopefully our offensive line will get a little bit better and learn to protect our quarterback more. And then Kevin Cobb, in about one, uh, two years, he will become, I'm predicting, an elite, an elite quarterback in the NFL. Now, for this year, ride Vic until, uh, you know, un, until, this, until he gets to the Super Bowl, all right? Ride Vic until he gets a title this year. Next year, after Vic is free to go anywhere else, we're done. What happens if they? What happens if they're the, the highest bidder for Vic? You know, wh- why get rid of? You know, that's the thing they did with Donovan. They got rid of a guy that made it to, you know, how many championship games and, and playoff games? They got rid of him. Yeah, he's on his out out wait. You know, he's getting ready to retire. But then you got uh, now you got Michael Vick here, who's still young, who's got a pair of legs on him, who can move, who can throw. You know, and you know, could bring up to a big game situation. What are you going to do? Are you going to buy to go with the guy with the big game situations? Or are you going to 
take a chance next year with the guy who got a concussion the first week. You know, because they're not going to – if they don't get Vic, who's going to be the backup? You know, they're not guaranteed to have a, a Vic as a backup again. You know, all playing to prove to everyone that he could be a starting quarterback somewhere. And my, my guess, my only guess is I could see him – I really could see him playing in Buffalo. I could see him playing in Ch- – uh, not Chicago uh, – in uh, in Cleveland because both I can even see him playing in uh, what is it? Uh, the Jets could even pick him up because they were looking after uh, Trent Edwards after Buffalo dropped him. No, Trent Edwards is with Jacksonville. I could see him ending up in Jacksonville. I could see him ending up possibly in Carolina because Carolina's is having uh, QB troubles. Even after the, the Raiders, Raiders the, Vikings, the Vikings, the Raiders. Who knows? The Raiders are there's horrible. A lot of, there's a lot of teams, uh, but the problem uh, is. Vic is going to go somewhere where he can have has players to throw to. You know, I mean, he carried the. Wait, 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 wait! I love how he broke down. Evan, Justin, I can appreciate, and I'm sure many fans can appreciate this football talk. But you know, let, let, so. <laughs> but, but 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 just let let me say this: we can worry about off-season moves after February sixth. 2011, after the Eagles after after, after the Lombardi after the wedding, but most importantly, after the Eagles win the NFL championship. Now, <laughs> once that date passes, now what happens if the Eagles don't win? Then you well, I'm the mid, and I'm awesome. That is what uh, you're going to hear. <laughs> oh, you guys keep starting. This is my Tuesday night. <laughs> this is why everyone loves coming on to the after hours party. Oh yeah, this is Oh yes, it was. Uh, it'll be it'll be interesting. Oh, I got something for you guys. Let's see if you can hear this. I'm the mid, and I'm awesome. Yep, there you go. Your next heavyweight champion of the world, the Miz. Excellent, and 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 Evan, I'm not sure if if you caught this point a little bit earlier on, but I called it. I called it. That coming up this Sunday night at Hell in a Cell, Daniel Bryan and John Morrison has split off, had their own feud for the United States Championship. Miz is not – he won't be involved in the fall. He just kind of he, – he'll kind of just seek his way out, be, be the odd guy out. And at the end of the night, he's going to cash in money in the bank and win a world title. Sorry about that. Go ahead. I think, I think Miz is going to be the fall guy because Miz has attacked, attacked them both, and they both have history with the Miz. So I think Miz is going to be the fall guy. He's going to tap out Brian, and then he's going to come out after Orton wins and either either beat Orton. Because I don't see I don't see Sheamus regaining the belt. So I would I would pop huge huge if Sheamus won and Miz came out and beat Sheamus right 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 after that. That would be an amazing thing for to happen. You know how many people would go absolutely ballistic if that happened. But I don't see see that happening. I see 
Jorge keeping the belt, Miz being a dominant heel that he is right now, and probably one of the best heels that one of the best heels on television. To be honest with you, I think he's he, he trumps anything Sheamus can do. You know, he trumps any heel really. You know, I mean, I mean, even Edge. I think he's better than Edge right now as a heel. You know, Edge is doing his thing with the whole GM thing, and Jericho's doing. You know, they're doing they're doing their thing. Yeah, they're 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 great heels, great heels. But Miz, his promos, everything, his in-ring work, everything is so solid right now. He, he could, he's, you he's have to reward him. Dude. Oh, yeah. Him, him and Orton, him and an Orton feud would be just like C- Cena and freaking Orton, I think. And I think Miz and Orton would draw huge numbers because people love the Miz and hate the Miz at the same time. Basically, you have, like, the Miz is basically the rock, the new age rock. There's people that love The Rock, and there's people that couldn't stand The Rock. And Miz is really right there. Wait, wait. Who in the world couldn't stand The Rock? I love The Rock. All my friends love, love The Rock. Now, I couldn't stand Steve Austin. No, I'm just kidding. No, but who, uh, honestly, who, who didn't like The Rock? Really? I hated The Rock as a face. I only liked The Rock as a heel. I don't like him as a face. I hated him as a, a good guy. It just, to me, The Rock as a heel was a hundred times better, especially when he came back from Hollywood when his music was badass. I mean, he had that, like, the whole, like, light show music, the Hollywood music, and they changed up his music. But And that was, Rock became cool again. Rock comes back as a face. It's the same, I mean, you know, it's the same thing, you know. The Rock gets sold as a face to me. Not, it's not like Stone Cold Steve Austin or Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart. You know, they don't get stale as a face. The Rock kind of gets stale after a while. You know, Austin as, as a face never really got stale. You know, and then they turned him heel, and he really wasn't even a heel. He was still getting cheered. But they were doing everything. Him being Vince McMahon's best buddy, hugging him. But it was like everyone thought that was to lead to bigger him a guitar. Yeah. You know, just to have him attack McMahon in the end, you know? Because no one really truly could believe it. Because... He's Austin. He beat up freaking McMahon for years. The Rock, on the other hand, as a face, everyone hated this face. That's that's what, you know, came in as Rocky Maivia and got basically shat on. Because then he became a heel, and then everyone loved him because he was funny. He was probably one of the best heels at the time. You know, aside from Triple H. But Triple H and him had memorable matches. Oh my God! I'm I crave for some of those matches. Some days it's it's just like you want some some of that brought back. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll tell you guys. You know, The Rock as a as a face really isn't 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 my cup of tea. Rock as a heel and and being an asshole definitely not a cup of tea. <laughs> so, but yeah, I will. Uh, I gotta let you guys go here. I'm going to go uh, watch some NXT I just pulled into my driveway. So see what girl see what girl gets eliminated this week. So if there's an elimination, I don't even know if there is. Uh, so. I don't know either. Uh, all right. Wait, Just make sure it's not your girl that's getting eliminated tonight. Exactly. Which girl is his girl? I'm talking to you about your girl. Make sure oh, she doesn't kick you out of your house. Oh, she can't because she lives in Buffalo, genius. <laughs> oh. Ah, <laughs> you failed. 
<laughs> Hold on, where's that? Gonzalez has passed. Absolutely. Sadly, we, we did not have enough time to make a YouTube tribute video, which we are now famously known for. Unfortunately, we, we're, we're like the death duo right now, and that's not good. Hi, uh, bye. There you go. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, sadly, we couldn't get a video up being tribute, but uh, definitely our, our heartfelt condolences to uh, family and friends. That's uh, known as Giant Gonzalez, the man who uh, stepped up to the plate at WrestleMania 9. Boom, stepped up. I don't get it. Oh, he's a giant, so he stepped up. Uh, yeah, it's getting late. I just made a pun and I didn't even realize it. But yes, uh, he stepped up, so to speak, and he uh, tried to to be the Undertaker, but unfortunately he, he became just another statistic. That's probably not the right uh, word that I should be using right now. But uh, he lost to the Undertaker, um, and that was probably the culmination of his WWE career, but then he, he of course, spent some time in WWE as El Gigante. And uh, true story, you want to know, like, how, how he actually got into wrestling? How? Oh, wasn't he? Didn't uh, Ted Turner uh, see him in a basketball game and tell him to uh, quit being a basketball player and gave him a job over in WCW? Exactly. Um, he was. He had a contract with the NBA's Atlanta Hawks, and at this time, Turner owned every freaking thing, including the Hawks and the Braves and CNN and everything conceivable Atlanta-based. Uh, it, 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 entertainment slash media outlet known to man, and so he basically controlled his destiny. But he saw him at the basketball game, and unfortunately, Gonzalez pretty much sucked as a basketball player. And, and so he pulled him aside and said, "Hey, look, basketball isn't really your thing, but how about you uh, take a take a shot at some pro wrestling?" And he did. And he got his break in WCW, and uh, he's. Spent some time there, and then he moved on to WWE. And um, you know, for a while there, during the latter parts of, of his life, he was 
confined to a wheelchair, and I believe he he was also on dialysis, and he had a dialysis machine hooked up to him okay. uh, where wherever he went. And so for the last few years of his life, he was he was on some some uh, some tough times, but um, you know all all of the pain is gone right now. So that that is the uh, that is the the uh, one. Uh, silver lining here, but uh, yeah, I I have to announce this other passing too. Okay, I know they've been dropping like flies. No, yeah, nope. uh, we we need to give the passing of the man who of known as four names: Bastion Booger, Flair Ferguson, Nor Tucker Norm, and the Big Keys, Mike Shaw. Absolutely. Um. Wow, uh, where do you start, man? Um, this guy had a very, very impressive career. Um, to many fans, he was known as Bastion Booger, but he had a very, very Im- impressive stint. It was in, I want to say it was in Canada, even before he went to WWE. I need to look this up because I don't want to misspeak here. But he had a very good career before he donned, uh, donned his, his WWF gimmick. So uh, let me look this up. Really All quick. right. Check, check this out. Well, while you are doing that, I I want to uh, play a sound bite that uh, we wanted to do last Monday, but due to somebody not switching over their clock on their computer. This was originally going to be the Raw Rewind music. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Raw Rewind, presented by the Atomic Drop Show, your personal half-hour Raw recap of everything Monday Night Raw. Now it's time for your hosts, Justin Time and Kyle Cruz. That was originally to be played after Raw uh, last week. Sadly... What, why was I going to switch my computer's clock to accommodate New York time? So he, so he didn't get fallen to that same damn problem. You know, it, it was a once-in-two-and-a-half-year in problem, so shove it, all right? Hey, 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 hey. Besides, besides, you, sir... He He's took like, my razor. Your dog chewed up my mic. Heater, jumbo, tugboat. Okay, so that just proves how stupid you are because you just played the Meow Mix theme song after I referenced a dog. Dogs don't go meow. Dogs bark. So stop being a stupid. You've got the crazy eyes. See, you, you, you just think that just because I'm not sitting two feet away from you anymore just doing the show, you think that you can get away with doing anything that you want, but no, it's not quite that. That's if I told you I'm doing the show naked. I don't want to know that crap. No, you do. So Mike Shaw... He, uh, he started his career in 1981, 
in, in Vancouver with the with NWA All Star Wrestling, and he used the name with Klondike Mike. That is where he got his start, and, and he has some very, 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 very good um, uh, good matches and promos there. And he um, he was <clears throat> he was in a stable called, and I'm I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce this stable right. Karachi Vice, and he and he feuded with Owen Hart. Um, in uh, in uh, Stampede Wrestling in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So, I mean, you know, he he, uh, he, he was Mashin Booger, Mike Shaw, Norman the Lunatic in WCW also. And, um, yeah, he was just... Flair Ferguson. Flair... Flair Ferguson. You mean Fryer Ferguson. Oh, Fryer, thank you. It's okay. Dude, it's, uh, it's 10.30 out there, so... I, I know. I, I've been up. But... Let's run down the card real quick. Uh, you're right. We, we, we will do that. But just real quick, I got to say this. Dude, have you seen the rating for last Monday Night's Raw? No, enlighten me. Oh, good Lord. All right. It sounds like this where I wish we had, like, The Undertaker's theme music queued up. <laughs> that, so that, that good, huh? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, the Monday Night Raw rating for September 27th and is in, and it has once again bombed for the second consecutive week. The rating comes in at a shocking 2.37, which makes this one of the lowest rated episodes of Raw in nearly 13 years. Holy shit. The last time Raw did a rating this, this low was on October 27th, 1997, before the Montreal screw job of, no, of November 1997, when ratings took off and the was born. That, that, that makes me want to cry. <laughs> just, just, just to put things in perspective, the last time, or the, the, the next highest rating that Raw got over this 2.37 was a 2.40 for for a New Year's Eve episode of Monday Night Raw, December 31st, 2001. Uh, this is just ridiculous. Um, or ridiculous. That's more like it. A very compelling Monday Night Football game, which... Uh, I know you're, you're not so happy about the outcome there, but there's going to be more stiff competition based. Uh, you know, for Monday Night Raw, and uh, man... What is? Uh, what are they going to do? I mean, Raw has become stale over, over the last few weeks, and it's the only. Do you want to know what they can do? What can they do? You, you, they need to hit. They, they need these people. We need the Nexus to come out. Anyways, we need them, and we need John Cena. We need John Cena to join Nexus. And that is a beautiful segue into our Hell in a Cell preview. Four matches currently on staff, of course. Friday Night SmackDown. Maybe, hey, maybe we'll be able to do a cell. It's a possibility. Dude, if we couldn't do a cell together, 
Thursday night. Man, uh, I'm We're fucked. Pretty much. Pretty Want to be known as the Death Doctors? Uh, not really. Well, we'll, we'll work on this one, because the next one after Hell in a Cell is Bragging Rights, which is October 24th. Good Lord. They just love banging out pay-per-view after pay-per-view in the same month. But um, more on that in the next few weeks. But Hell in a Cell, this Sunday night, only four matches on the card, I'm sure, that uh, on, on SmackDown, which is airing live this Friday night, the, the, uh, the proud debut of Friday Night SmackDown live. Again. On Sci-Fi, yes, live twice now. Live on Sci-Fi this Friday night. I'm sure more matches will be announced in preparation for that show. And um, Let's run down yeah. that card. Let's go ahead and run it down the match that you referred to just a few seconds ago. John Cena versus Wade Barrett in a singles match. If Wade Barrett wins, John Cena will join Nexus. If Cena wins, or if Nexus gets involved, Nexus must disband. Justin, your thoughts and your predictions. Who's going to come out on top in that one? I'm picking Wade Barrett, man. Who? Wade. Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett. My name is Wade Barrett, leader of the Nexus. And this Sunday night... <laughs> That's Bill Cosby, man. And this Sunday night at Hell in a Cell... I'm going to eat me a pudding pop. <laughs> I'm going to eat me a pudding pop. Alright. I don't know how I listen to a Bill Cosby impression. It's not like Bill Cosby. Alright, so John Cena and Wade Barrett, um, you know those tips. Once again, what was your prediction, dude? Barrett. Wade Barrett? Wade Barrett, the bastard child of Prince William, or excuse me, Prince uh, Charles. Now, I got a question. Yeah. You know, let's say that Wade Barrett does win. Which I'm predicting Wade Barrett does win, and uh, and this feud continues a little while longer. You know, they haven't made this clear as far as the, okay, yeah, John Cena has to join Nexus, but you know, there isn't going to be like a sudden change of heart, like oh well, I hate these fans now, so I'm so I'm going to do everything. It's going to become the very reluctant John Cena jumping into the ring, looking at the person he's got to beat up, and say I'm sorry, and then starting to beat the crap out of him. So how does this whole angle end? Uh, Skip Sheffield coming out. Hell yeah. Duh. Yep, yep, yep. What it do? I like that idea. All right. The future WWE champion. High praise for one Skip Sheffield. I would call Wade Barrett WWE champion long before Skip Sheffield. But Skip Skip Sheffield, he's a solid, you know, U.S. champ. Solid inter- intercontinental champion. He's one of those guys that you can like. You can't really give a tie like that. He he's not like a Sheamus, where 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 like he's believable yet. Give him a couple years, maybe. But Wade Barrett, ready now. And I think Wade Barrett is going to take John Cena this Sunday night at Hell in a Cell, and Cena will join Nexus and all of that jazz. I miss him. Who? Yeah. I don't know, dude. I 
I kind of miss Darren Young myself. I miss them as a whole. Dude, I miss Percy Watson. Huh, huh, huh. Oh, yeah. There you go. See, now that's how you do a, a good Percy Watson right there. Oh, yeah. All right. Next matchup on the card is the U- U.S. Championship Triple Threat Submission Count Anywhere Submissions Count Anywhere match. Say that five times fast. Triple Threat Submissions Count Anywhere match for the United States Championship. There you go. You're welcome. It's you can always say that too. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, I'm picking uh, obviously uh, Brian to retain. Of course, it's Daniel Bryan versus John Morrison versus The Miz along with Alex Riley. I think, like I called it earlier, um, The Miz will not be involved in the pinfall. I think Daniel Bryan is going to re- retain, but we're going to see a bit of a heel turn from John Morrison, and it's going to be Bryan against Morrison for the U.S. title in the next few months. The Miz is, is going to walk away kind of frustrated with, with you know, with, with not winning the title back, and uh, we're going to see The Miz cash in money to make on one of these two title matches. But Daniel Bryan uh, keeps the U.S. championship against John Morrison here at Hell in a Cell. Next matchup on the card is the World Heavyweight Champion, Kane versus The Undertaker. And The Undertaker is now accompanied by the one, the only, Paul Bearer. That's right. We haven't seen Paul Bear since 2007? Dude, it's 2004. 2004. Hey, it's, it's been a while. Last time we, we saw him was... Getting buried in concrete. At the Great American Bash, Stop John, in 2004. <clears throat> at the hands of the Dudley Boys. It's <laughs> the Dudley Boys. And things of that nature... Just gotta get your opinion on this real quick because I know this we've just gone way too long. But your thoughts on Michael Cole mentioning um, Mick Foley, you know, and, and his book Countdown to Lockdown, Chris Jericho mentioning all these stars in um, you know like that, that are in TNA right now. Your, your freaking Stings, your Kevin Nashes, um, Stevie's. Uh, the hell is Stevie T? Or Stevie, whoever Booker T's quote-unquote brother was. Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray Vaughn. Uh, ha. Wow. Your thoughts on uh, WWE acknowledging uh, TNA pretty much outright? Competition makes the, makes people tune in. If someone name drops someone, of course the whole wrestling community is going to go, like we're doing now. Okay. True. That was like nowhere near the response that I was looking for, but it's all good. It's okay. What were you expecting me to say? I don't know. I I expected some you know some in depth conversation. Okay. Do you want in depth conversation? I don't know. From you, do I? Yeah, sure. Okay. From what I heard is that uh, the reason why it was mentioned, that Mick Foley's book was mentioned on WWE television, was that because Vince McMahon has been in good 
has been in uh, good moods with the WWE legend, so he decided to let Mick Foley have his plug. And this comes from uh, <clears throat> figure f- our F4W Online. The reason behind Mick Foley's book plug on Monday Night Raw was that Vince McMahon has been in good mood recently regarding the late legends. There. And it also says right here, the report also notes how Vince McMahon has been behind the Bret Hart Appreciation Night at Madison Square Garden this past weekend. Uh, and I, I, once again, breaking in with breaking news here, that report that I just read about the 2.37 uh, raw rating number, it's just straight in. Uh, uh, this report is coming from wrestling-radio.com. But it says here, there are conflicting, reco- conflicting reports across the internet. Stop yawning, damn it. There are conflicting reports across the internet regarding the actual raw rating with sources com, my Bible, uh, citing a 2.37 rating and figure4wrestlingonline.com reporting a 2.7. Wade Keller PWTorch.com says we are very aware of the conflicting numbers. You have a chart of all of the demos and they were down in every demo enough that 2.37 makes sense, as shockingly low as it is. And Monday Night Football was the highest rated cable show ever, pretty much. So all the pieces are there to make the 2.37 makes sense. You're checking, checking additional sources now, and that's from Wade Keller, uh, my former boss. So, um, there you go. Uh, it, it could be a 2.37 or a 2.7, so we're not sure right now, but let's go ahead and, and continue on with the breakdown of Hell in a Cell. We didn't even get to a pick yet, right? Uh, Kane Undertaker. Kane Undertaker. I mean, on that particular match. Kane for the Undertaker with Paul Bear. Paul Bear once again returning back after, what, a six-year absence. And I'm loving this, dude. I love me some nostalgia. Paul Bear, very, very cool dude. I, damn it, I, I, I knew I should have got him on the show. Who dropped the ball? Hey, Mr. Pringle said that he wasn't doing interviews at the very moment. And I checked back with him later. And he, and he was busy. And I, and, and, and I didn't get a response back. But that's fine. That is fine. I understand he is a very hu- uh, a, a very busy human being and all that jazz. So it's okay. No hard feelings. And I would certainly love to have him back on the program or have him on the program as soon as possible. But your pick, Undertaker, Kane, Hell in a Cell match for the World Heavyweight. Oh, I'm going uh, Taker. I don't believe Undertaker has ever lost a Hell in a Cell. Never. Maybe he lost one. No, he lost the first one. No, he didn't. Shawn Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. When Kane debuted. No, dude, he still won. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. When Kane debuted in 97. Dude, it, it, was, it was WWF, Bad Blood. Kane debuted. What'd he do to The Undertaker? 
Dude, he roughed him up a little bit. Then Shawn Michaels did what? He proceeded to be the Undertaker in 30 minutes. All right, then. <laughs> that is three times I've been right on this show. In two and a half years, that's not something to be proud of. I'm catching up, man. Yeah. I'm getting smarter. In any event, oh, ladies and gentlemen, you just experienced just in time's audio orgasm. Well, okay, can I? This is totally off, like off the record right now. This is complete shoot. Okay. Up here in Rochester, I'm surprised I didn't even mention this to you. We have a streaker running around. <laughs> we have a streaker running around up here through Rochester who's been exposing himself uh, all summer long, or at least all spring and summer long. He has just been spotted at the Brockport College. See, that's why I'm not trying to go to the school up there. That's why I'm going to Syracuse. My my favorite part is when the streaker like exposed himself for, like the second time ever. He did in front of two uh, like a whole bunch of group of uh, high school girls. Oh. And you know what the girls did? What the girls do? They all stopped and pointed and laughed and made fun of his very small penis. <laughs> that is why. I love girls up here. They just have no soul and just rip you to shreds. They're not even like, they're not even like shocked that, no. that he, he flashed. They, they, they just stop and they, they're like, yeah, you have a small dog. <laughs> oh, God. Welcome to New York. Welcome to New York. Where well, the streakers are out. That's right, baby. All right. All right. So yeah, um Who's your pick? My pick. Uh with Undertaker's history. Maybe it was Nick and Midian. Oh, dude, that was a bad gimmick. Why are Fanny back? Why uh, the Fanny dude, why are are you up? <laughs> because him and William Regal William Regal wouldn't even dare wrestle him. Dude, are we about to bring up the freaking job squad next? Like, well, what's next? And no, 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 no. Pay no, me, no, pay no. me. Nah, dude. You, you know who I miss? You know who I miss? Who? I'm, I miss the headbangers. We went through this last week. Did we? We did. You and I talked about the headbangers. I don't remember this. I really don't. We, we, we made a reference. All right, well, then I'll make another reference. You know who I miss? Who? Jose Lothario. Dude, that dude was awesome. Yeah, I wonder if he's, you know, like, still alive. I would assume so. Well, I mean, you know, back in in 96 when he was with Shawn Michaels. He was old. He was kind of an old dude, so it's been about 15 years. uh, You know, I think he should be around, but whatever. Uh, Oh, yeah. With his history in Hell in a Cell matches, with the exception of the first one, I believe he's won every one that he's been in since then. I believe I'm picking The Undertaker, especially with this newfound power that he's going to get from 
Paul Bear and his urn. I think that that's going to be enough to overtake Kane. And I think that, that the feud is going to continue just a little bit, too. I think Kane is going to invoke his rematch clause at the next pay-per-view at, uh, at bragging rights. And then uh, we'll see from there. All right? Sounds good. And then the main event, Hell in a Cell match. Again. Yeah. So, I, so dude, which match, since they like to do this, like, with the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view and, and, uh, and, and, and Fatal 4-Way, they, they like to, like, book in the night with their marquee matches. So, which Hell in a Cell match is going to go on first? The Kane Undertaker or Randy Orton Sheamus? I'm going to say Kane Undertaker would be the main event. I'm the same way. Yeah, well... I don't know. I, I mean, I'm more interested in that match, truthfully. What in in, uh, in Kane Undertaker? Yeah, I'm more interested in Kane Undertaker. They go John Cena, then it will go a title match, unless unless the Miz comes out and cashes in. If that's the case, then my money's all on that one. See, here's the thing. I do think that Miz is going to cash in money in the bank after the WWE title match. But I don't know if they're gonna if they're gonna use that stipulation for the first match on the show. Un- unless they pace it where it's like Randy Orton, Sheamus, second to last, and Undertaker Kane last, I don't really see how that would work. But anyway, the build has just not been that great only because of the fact that there's only been two Monday Night Raw since the last pay-per-view. Um, Randy Orton is looking strong as hell going into this matchup. Sheamus took out the great Collie last night, but uh, who really sees him as a threat? I mean, yeah, it looks like he's visually strong because he took out a giant, but eh, Sheamus doesn't stand a chance in, in this particular match. I think that Randy Orton is going to retain the title against the Gantic Warrior, Sheamus. Yeah. And so, uh, the card that was for you, buddy. But, uh, yeah, there you go. There you go. You know you made it big when you made it into the Atomic Drop Show's intro. Oh, like I said, I didn't forget. I'm going to edit the intro as soon as we get off the line here. I'm going to, I'm going to put Jimmy Z's, uh, little clip in there, too, about you being white. So it's all good. Trust me, Jesus. That's going in there. But your pick. But your your pick for Randy Orton, Sheamus. Orton. Any post-match shenanigans with The Miz or anything like that? Yeah. Whichever. These are predictions. That's why you got to predict shit. I predict the Miz will come out. After what match? After After uh I'm sorry. Yeah, I was dozing off there for a second. After the uh, I was gonna say the freaking main event with Orton. What a douchebag you are. Dude, it's like it's like eleven o'clock. It's early. I have an infected big toe. Who gives it? 
Have you tweeted since then? I have not. Good. Keep it that way. I can change that. Nope, 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 nope. Yep. So, like I said, Randy Orton beat Sheamus, but The Miz is going to come back and cash in on uh, on Randy Orton, and we have a new champion. What? I think that's going to be it, right? Yep, I think that's it. And I'm trying to end the show before Justin can get his tweet in. But uh, is there anything else on your end, dude? <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. Yeah, what? I mean, okay, you... I mean, hang on here. Hang on here. Ooh, you what? got a new no. Twitter message. Nope, nope, nope. Ooh, you nope. got a new Twitter message. Nope, 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 nope. I, she didn't even, she didn't even, like, complete her statement. There, there was no damn Twitter messages, all right? Ooh, you got a new Twitter message. Somebody changed their status. I ain't reading this shit. You sure? Yeah. All right. Not my fault. They're just going to continue to waste time until I read it. Alright, fine. I will read the damn tweet. Let me go ahead and refresh Twitter. Oh, good lord. Triple H, that's the word, Triple H 14468, tweets. The only appropriate tweet that he's ever tweeted, ever. I love wrestling. This is true. My head hurts. Ooh, you got a new Twitter message. Somebody changed their status. I just had to send one more. Why do I feel like this is going to just ruin everything? Probably because it will. Screw you, son of a bitch! I ain't reading that crap. It 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 is it is a crime, dude. Learn how to read it. At least if you're gonna tweet, do like I showed you. You know, at least like approach or like tag somebody else in your post, like like how I do it. Like, I'll always say at Triple H14468. But yours are, are just random sentences. I'm not reading this crap. I ain't reading it. There is no crime. There is, there is no crime. Well, if you want to know what that, that last text did read, make sure you join my Twitter account. Twitter.com slash Triple H14468. That is twitter.com slash the word triple E-R-I-P-L-E-H. There you go. One, one four, 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 six, eight. Follow Justin Time on Twitter right now. And, of course, myself, you can follow me. Kyle Cruz, Jeffrey Steele.